Welcome to the Happy Millennials Podcast, the podcast where millennials come to get all the tools, news, tips, and breakthroughs to live a happier and more fulfilling life. I'm your host, Kyle Mackey. Let's get this show started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. It's episode 25 of the Happy Millennial Podcast. How are y'all doing today? I hope you're doing absolutely fantastic. I hope you're having a great week and looking forward to the weekend ahead of you. Today is Thursday, which means we're about to get into the long weekend for the Canadian Thanksgiving. So if you are from Canada, you've probably got an extra day off this weekend. So what are you doing with it? What are you planning to make use of your extra time with? Are you spending with family, friends? Are you just having a little bit extra time to relax? Are you going away? Whatever you're doing, I hope you make it an enjoyable time and make the most of it because in Canada, we don't get enough days off. So the times when we get those extra days off, you should live them to their fullest. For today's podcast, I just want to remind you that if you want to be like the past few people who have been on this podcast as guest coaching clients, if you would like to do a coaching call of your very own, then send me an email at podcast at happymillennialclub.com. That's podcast at happymillennialclub.com. Tell me why you would like a coaching call, what you're trying to accomplish, and why you think coaching would help you get there. And I would be more than happy to have you on as a guest client. We're going to have more of these coming up in the near future. We're going to have James back on next week. So definitely keep checking into these coaching calls. And again, if you want to have a coaching call of your very own, just send me an email and I'd love to have you on here. As well, the free webinars will be starting back up next week. So if you would like to check out the three secrets that every millennial needs to know about happiness and fulfillment. Check it out at secret.happymillennialclub.com. That's secret.happymillennialclub.com. Sign up for that free webinar, and I'd love to see you there next week. But let's jump into today's podcast with the happy story of the day. I'd like a pay cut, please. How many of you have ever gone into your boss's office and been like, we need a negotiation here. We need to talk about my pay. Yes, yes, my pay. I'd like a pay cut, please. Have you ever done that? Isn't it the craziest thing you've ever heard of? Just walking into your boss's office and being like, I want less money. Well, as crazy as it sounds, some people might actually do this. And I have found somebody who has. Now, I'm not going to say his first name because I'm going to definitely screw it up. But Dr. Suleiman, he's a professor of neurosurgery and spinal surgery out in New Orleans. And he recently went into contract negotiations with the institute he worked at. Now, when he went in there, he just blew his boss away because nobody ever expects to have somebody come in and say, I want a pay cut. Well, Dr. Suleiman did. Now, why, you might ask, why 
this doctor who went to school and paid all this money to become a neurosurgeon or a spinal surgeon, why would he go in there and be like, I want less money? We are probably thinking to yourself, well, if he's talking about it on this podcast, which is all about happiness, it must be doing something to make him happier, other people happier. Well, you're right. He is originally from Nigeria, and he grew up very poor. And he wants to be able to make a difference back in his home country. So when Dr. Suleiman walked into the office, to his boss's office, and started trying to renegotiate his pay, instead of extra pay, he asked for more time off. And to make this negotiation go as the way he would have liked, he said, I will take less money. Specifically, he'll take 25% less money so that way he can travel up to 12 days per month back to Nigeria to provide health care for people back there as well, people who cannot afford to have a quality doctor such as Dr. Suleiman to help them with whatever their issues might be back in his home country. He just feels given his upbringing and the life he went through to get to where he is, it's only fair to give back to the country that got everything started. And that is why he went into his office, his boss's office, and asked for a pay cut. Now, I think this is incredible because personally, I would rather ask off for all the time in the world and make a ton less money if I could then use that time to help people, to experience the world, to do what is on my agenda and what I think is important to me rather than, you know, just trying to make that extra dollars in the bank account because when you go away, that money doesn't come with you. So why try to make all this extra money that's not actually going to do anything for you when you can take make better use of the time that you have to make a greater impact in this world. So Dr. Suleiman, I want to give you a shout out right here. Great job asking for that pay cut. I know as a doctor, it might seem crazy, but you did well. So good job there. So if you are ever in negotiations, maybe next time, instead of just asking for a pay raise, be like Dr. Suleiman, not necessarily asking for a pay cut, but maybe think of more time. Because if you can open up some more time for yourself, the things you can do with that time might have an extremely positive impact on this world and on your life in general. So great job again. And let's move on to the topic of the day. How many of you get asked this everyday question and answer it in a way that doesn't bring you up? If you're not quite sure what the question is I'm asking, it's, how are you doing today? You get asked it every single day, or at least I hope you do. Hopefully somebody says, oh, how are you doing today? Are you having a grand old day? Well, what do you say to that when they ask you if you're having a grand old day? Do you say, I'm terrific. I am fantastic. I am to the moon and beyond, so good. I don't know if that's what you would ever say. But do you say something that's really powerful and uplifting? Or do you answer with any of these responses? I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm not bad. 
Say this to yourself. I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm not bad. How do those make you feel when you say those aloud? Do they make you feel good? Do they make you feel fantastic? Do they make you feel like you're having an incredible day? No. No, they don't. Growing up for the longest time, my go-to phrase when somebody asked me how I was doing was, I'm not bad. I'm not bad. What an incredibly not powerful phrase that you can use to describe your day. And every day I'd get asked that same question and my answer would always be the same. I'm not bad. Well, guess what? The more and more I would say I'm not bad, the more and more I would feel like the day is just not bad. I would never feel like the day is going the way I would like it to. It is never a great day. It is never an amazing day. It is never a fantastic day. But do you really want to go through life just not having bad days? I suppose a not bad day is better than a horrible day. But if every day is just not bad, you start to have this really low feeling. Now, I'm not saying it's not okay to have some bad days every once in a while. Because it is. We should have a variety of different emotions. But if you can say every day that normally would be a not bad day is actually a good day, and then those days that you actually have bad days, be honest with yourself and say, today has not been a great day, but tomorrow will be a better one. Now that is a much more powerful and uplifting way to answer that very simple but question that we get each and every day. Now this is only one example of the words that we use on a daily basis that actually have a huge impact on our overall happiness. Now, in this example, even if you're not having necessarily the best day in the world, by simply changing your words, you're sort of creating that fake it towards you make it sort of situation here. And that's a good thing to have. I myself, again, used to answer that question that same way all the time. And now I try to spice it up. Even if it's not necessarily the best day in the world, I'm not going to be like, uh, it's not bad. I'm going to be like, oh, it's fine and dandy. It's fantastic. It's great. I'm having an awesome day. I check to change it up, but I try my best to make sure, unless I'm actually having a bad day, that it is not. It's okay. I'm fine. It's not bad. Because generally speaking, most of my days are actually good. And when I view it from that angle, it increases that overall good feeling, that, that satisfactory feeling I'm having inside me. So changing your phrases, changing your words can have a huge impact on your day-to-day life. Now, again, it's not just this one area. There's often things where we say like, I should do this or I'll try that. But there's ways to replace these phrases that actually make them more powerful. Instead of saying, I should do this, why not just own it? Why not just take control of that situation and say, I am going to do this. How many of you wake up in the morning and your alarm goes off and you had that original plan to maybe go 
for a run or go to the gym. And in your head, it's like, I should get out of bed right now and go work out. But this bed is so comfortable. Ooh, I could sleep for hours. How many of you ever have that feeling? I'm sure you all have. Maybe you're not a runner, but gym or Maybe you were planning to make yourself a good, healthy breakfast, a good, healthy lunch in the morning, but that bed is just feeling so good. So you just keep on delaying it and delaying it and delaying it, hitting that snooze over and over and over again. And Before you know it, you haven't worked out, you haven't gone to the gym, you haven't made that nutritious meal for lunch just because you said, I should do this. But what if you change that word? What if you change it to, again, I'm going to get up right now and make myself a healthy lunch. I'm going to get up right now and go to the gym. I'm going to get up right now and go for that run. Or maybe if you've come check out my webinars or you've listened to my morning secret, maybe you're going to say, I'm going to go and meditate and journal. Not, I should do this. I should meditate and journal. I'm going to meditate and journal. Those simple changes towards the word sort of jumpstart you right there and then. They get you out of bed and they get you doing what you know you should be doing that you're actually going to do now. It's not a should. It becomes a, I am going to. Same thing like, I'll try to do my best. I'll try to get that done. I'll try to make it to the grocery store before it closes so I got some food for the next day. No, 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 no. You won't try anymore. You're going to do it. I will do that. I will make that happen. I will get to that grocery store to get those groceries before the end of the night so I can actually make that healthy meal in the morning, which I'm going to say, I'm going to get up and make this meal, not I should do this. By making these simple changes, it has an incredible impact on your daily life. Now, these are just a few examples, but you can change pretty much everything that is going on in your head from a negative to a positive. And by changing the way you look at a situation, by changing your view on it, again, it is going to have a huge impact on your daily life. So what are a few of these examples that you, we could be looking at? Well, you could also think like in these scenarios, it's like, why me? Why me? When it's be like, instead of why me, it could be essentially like looking at it from a negative sense. It could be like, What is the gift that I got out of this situation? What is the benefit from this? So rather than be tearing yourself down with a, why me? Like being like Eeyore, I think he says something like that. He's like in that like down voice. I don't know what he says, but Eeyore, I know he's like really always down in the dumps. But if you can spin the situation instead of a why me into a positive light, it'll make you feel a lot better about the situation that you're in. Or instead of saying like, if only, if only I was taller, if only I was more skinny, if only I were smarter, I would be able to do this, I'd be able to do that. Well, don't look at it if only, think of it if 
given how smart I am, given how skinny I am, given how tall I am, or if you're not quite where you want to be, be like, when I get, I guess you're never going to get taller, so you can't really change that one. But don't look bad on the being not tall enough because there's benefits of being smaller as well. But let's say if when I'm skinny, okay, so or if only when I'm skinny, be like, when I lose this weight, I'm going to do this. And then set yourself a time frame. You know, set yourself up for success in that situation. Again, by changing these words, it just makes you feel so much more powerful. Now, I have here in front of me a little picture that I think is just incredible, and it makes me laugh looking at it. But we've got this piece, we have a plate. And on this plate, there is this nice little twirly, swirly pile of something. Now, sticking out of it is two little signs. One has a sign that makes you feel like this is a great product, and one makes you feel like this is a horrible product. The two signs say this. Steaming pile of crap. Do you want to get this stuff? No, I don't want a steaming pile of crap. Put that crap down the toilet. That's where that belongs. But then the other sign says 100% organic fertilizer. Damn, did that turn that shit into something special? We got 100% organic fertilizer sitting here on this plate. I don't know why you're putting organic fertilizer on a plate, but I get it. Now I want that 100% organic fertilizer. Hell no to that steaming pile of crap. Organic fertilizer all the way. Again, we took something, we just changed a little bit of words and it made it feel that much better. So essentially there are a couple different types of words that you want to try to get out of your vocabulary. Starting with with the first types of words, what are those words we want to get out of our vocabulary? Again, I went over it briefly, but the obligation words, you don't want to feel obliged to do anything. So again, with like that should, changing it into the I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. Change it from the should to I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But those aren't the only things you want to get out of your things you want to get out of. I ought to, I must, I have to, I need to, I suppose to, I'm forced to. You want to change these into things that are things that you want to do. So here are some examples. I need to call my friend tonight. Change that to I want to call my friend tonight. How much more does that make you actually want to do it? If you just feel you have to do it because it's an obligation, no, screw that. You want to talk to that friend. If they're a good friend, you want to get on that phone and talk with them for however long you're going to talk to them for. If they're a really good friend, maybe you'll talk to them for some hours. But us as human beings, we like to connect with other people. So you want to call that friend. Or maybe it's, I should get to bed by 11 tonight. So I'm not sleepy and miserable all day tomorrow. Wow, that's getting really negative there. Sleepy and miserable. Gotta love feeling miserable. No, it's I'd like to get to bed by 11 tonight, so I'll be happy and awake tomorrow. Oh, wow, life is great tomorrow. See, just a small little change to that phrase just made that a much better situation. 
not sleepy and miserable versus happy and awake. And you take that I should to I'd like to. It makes it feel so much more positive. And then lastly, I want to sleep in, but I can't because I have to go to work today. Here's a more positive spin on it. I want to sleep in, but I also want to keep my job. So I'll choose to go to work today because I want to have more, want to have that more than I want to sleep in. Who would have thought that you could make a positive spin on wanting to sleep in, but I have to go to work today? Now that is a pretty incredible positive rephrasing of this obligation to go to work. What other types of words are there? Again, we've got limitation words. So can't, impossible, too hard, never, not going to. Those are some other phrases that we want to try to get out of our vocabulary because you can and everything is possible. And even if it's hard, it's never too hard. And it's never, never. It's always something. And you are good enough. So if you ever have a phrase that has one of these words in it, like, I'm a horrible cook, you can change it to, I haven't chosen to spend much time cooking, so I'm not very well practiced at it. But I can become a good cook. Yes, you can. That's certain points in my life, I didn't think I was a very good cook either. But guess what? I spent some time and I got some practice at it and I'm a better cook now. I suck at math. A lot of people think they do. But you can make it sound a heck of a lot better by saying, I'm not great at math because I haven't spent much time studying it and I don't want to because I don't enjoy it at all. Now, it's not saying that you're great at math, but now it's giving reason behind it and still giving you the opportunity to actually approve upon it by if you just know if you spend more time at it, maybe you'll enjoy it. But it's changing it from rather just saying, I suck, to expanding on it and making you feel a little bit better at it because you have some more control over that situation. Let's do one more here. I can't go to the movies. I don't have enough time. I have to work great answer for this would be, I'm choosing to prioritize my work over going to a movie right now. Because you do have the time. You're just choosing that the work should get the priority over going to the movie. Now that's crazy because I would rather go to the movie. Especially The Joker. I really want to check that out right now. It looks pretty, pretty good. So if you've checked it out, feel free to send me an email. Let me know what you think of it. I would love to hear about how good the Joker is and if I should actually go see it. From the reviews I read, it seems like it's going to be a good movie, but I want to check that one out. And again, one other thing we probably want to just remove from our vocabulary, not even just change, is get rid of the anything that has to do with violence. Violence doesn't make you feel good. So if you say, somebody piss you off and be like, I'll kick your ass if you blank, 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 or don't make me hurt you, blank, blank, blank. It makes me want to smack you when you blank, blank, blank. I'm going to beat the crap out of you, blank, blank, blank. That just doesn't make you feel good. Violence never makes the world a better place. So get those sort of words out of your vocabulary. 
So that's just a random list of different things that you want to change in your vocabulary. Ideally, anytime you can make a more positive twist on anything you're going to say, that is going to lead to a more happy and positive outlook on your day, on your life, on everything altogether. So if you can ever rephrase what is going on in your head into a more positive, twisted situation, that is going to be beneficial. And if I could say what is the easiest thing to start with, start off with the question that you're going to get asked every day. Because when you can change this original question that you know is going to come every single day by somebody, how are you doing today? When you can change it from, I'm okay, I'm fine, I'm not bad, to I'm great, I'm fantastic, I'm having a lovely day, everything is fine and dandy, I'm doing terrific, you're going to feel that much better. So start with that one. Start somewhere, and that is probably the easiest one. And then slowly at a time, slowly bit by bit, start to change these different phrases from negative to positive that you notice throughout your life. And if you can just slowly be changing them one by one, little by little, it's going to have a drastic impact on your life. So it's a simple thing for today, simple thing to try to implement, but start implementing this one little change and you will see drastic changes in your life. I know I did when I got rid of that horrible phrase of I'm not bad and I'm confident you will too. But with all that said, let's get into the random question of the day. Again, if you ever want to ask me a question instead of me going to this random question generator, send me an email at podcast at happymillennialclub.com. That's podcast at happymillennialclub.com. I'd love to have your questions instead to answer rather than these random questions, although they often are pretty good questions. Let's get this started with question number one. What is your preferred method of contacting someone? In person is number one for sure. I much prefer face-to-face conversations, communications. But if I am going to contact someone, my preferred is probably by phone. But I know people don't like that. Uh, They prefer like and my, when I say phone, I mean like pick up the phone and actually call and talk to somebody. But who wants to talk to anybody nowadays? It's weird. People are like, Ugh, talk to somebody on the phone? I don't want to do that. That is scary. They might say something I don't know how to answer in real life. I might need to think about what I'm going to say where a text or an email lets me do that. Well, learn how to talk to people. That, that's my opinion there. But I prefer to talk on the phone for sure. I'm really bad at text messages. I'm probably even worse at email. I only respond to emails that I feel really, really need to be responded to urgently. If not, they sit there for sometimes quite some time. Same with text messages. I think there's been times where I've let text messages go weeks, maybe even a month or two before I respond. Um, Yeah, I'm not the best at contacting people in that way i find if something really is urgent just pick up the phone and call somebody it gets things done quickly and generally speaking if i recognize your number i pick up instantly if i'm free if not i'll call you back so phone that is the way i am prefer i prefer to have people contact me or for me to contact somebody else question number two do you like to dance or sing Okay, do I like to dance or sing? I love to dance. Dance is great. Sing, 
I think I like singing, but I don't think I'm as good as I once was. I used to have the voice of an angel. That's what I used to tell myself, and I think it was actually true. I was the youngest soloist in the choir when I was in grade one. I had a solo. It was pretty cool. And I'm pretty sure I actually had a good voice then. But then I hit puberty, and puberty screwed that all up. Went from having that voice of an angel to having just a random, manly, post-pubescent voice. But dancing, dancing's pretty sweet. I have taken some dance lessons throughout my life. I would love to take more dance lessons. I think it's a lot of fun, especially partner-type dancing. So swing dancing or salsa or cha-cha or bachata. There's so many different partner dances. Swing is definitely probably my favorite of them all. Just there's so much swing and it's just so fast paced and high moving. It's so much fun, but I do really enjoy a good quality dance and partner dancing is great. When I was younger, yeah, the bumping and grinding, good stuff there. But, you know, as you get older, more artistic forms of dance are actually much more fun to take part in. Also, I do enjoy watching some dance from one of my favorite shows. Not that I watch a lot of shows and I didn't watch it this year, but when I do get the time to watch some shows in the summer, I do like watching. Um, not So You Think Dance, although I have liked that in the past, but World of Dance, really good show, great competition. You have some amazing dancers on there. So if you like dancing, if you like watching dancing, that is a great show to check out. And last question would you be willing would you be willing to reduce your lifespan by 10 years to become rich or famous no straight up no life is the most important thing money doesn't bring you happiness famous i have no desire to be famous like having millions of people know who you are just seems potentially stressful Especially if it's like a celebrity famous. One thing, if you're just like a good person, everybody knows you for being a good person, like uh, like Gandhi or somebody like that, or if you're like president or prime minister, Barack Obama. You don't want to be famous like Donald Trump because that's not a good president. Sorry if you like him. And yeah, I, I just wouldn't do that. That does seems like a really horrible idea to reduce your lifespan by 10 years because who knows how long you're even going to live and if you're only going to live 55 years and you remove 10 of it because you're not rich or famous well that's like 20 percent of your life you're getting rid of now i guess if you're living to be like if technology hasn't advanced itself and you were going to live to 250 and you only live to 240 that's not as big a deal but in today's day and age to give up potential most likely at least 10% of your life just to be rich and famous. Nah, I wouldn't do it. So that's it for today. That is the 25th podcast of the Happy Money Club. We're halfway, to, we're quarter way, not a halfway, quarter way to 100 episodes. I'm going to keep this going. I'm going to keep trying to give you tips and suggestions and tools to help you live a happier and more fulfilling life. And for those of you that would love to do a coaching call live on this podcast, We've had guests already. We've had Ashley. We've had James. James coming back on next week. 
If you would like to do a coaching call like either of them, if you haven't checked out the episodes, I believe it was episode 20 and episode 24. So check those out. See if it's something that'd be interesting to you. But if you want to do a coaching call, send me an email telling me what it is you're trying to accomplish and why you think coaching would be beneficial for you. And I'd love to have you on the show. Again, send me an email, podcast at happymillennialclub.com. And as well, if you haven't checked out the live webinar I put on most weeks, I haven't so much in the last month just because of being on holidays, we're going to be starting a backup next week. So visit secret.happymillennialclub.com. That's secret.happymillennialclub.com. And let me know uh, and sign up for the webinar. And it'd be great to have you there next week, especially if you haven't seen it already. But that's it for today. Have yourself an amazing long weekend. Enjoy your Thanksgiving holiday if you are Canadian. And if you're not, just have a great weekend wherever you're at. I still plan to put out an episode on Monday, whether it's a holiday or not. So check it out next Monday. It's either next Monday or next Thursday where we will have a coaching call again. So look forward to that and have yourselves an incredible day, incredible weekend, and I'll talk to you all soon. Bye-bye. Thank you.